Hey audiobookish listeners, before we get to the episode, we want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care including abortion threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help. We encourage you to speak up, take care and spread the word. Welcome to Audiobookish, an audiobook review and discussion podcast looking at audiobooks both big and small, as well as radio plays, narrative podcasts, anything audiobook-ish. This podcast may contain spoilers, rants, curse words, mispronunciations of names and places, and more. Hello everyone, you are listening to Audio Bookish. My name is Fahed Rahman and I'm joined by Poppy Knight. Hello. And this is season four. Um, So we've been away for a while, so I thought we'd just have a little chat about what we've been listening to while we've been away. I've not listened to all that many audiobooks. Mm-hmm. There's just a couple of highlights that I want to kind of talk about. Um, do you yeah. want me to go first or would you like to Go to for start it. Yeah, off? yeah. Tell us what you've sure. been listening to. So the uh, two audiobooks that really caught my attention that while, while I was listening to them was Bob Mortimer's autobiography mm-hmm. and Away. And it's a really, really lovely story and you know bob's kind of a national treasure mm-hmm. in the uk already and you know just it just makes you love him even more um and he he narrates the the book himself so i think I've, i'd quite like to do that as one of our next books if that would mm-hmm. be cool um oh definitely and then the other book which i got via um net galley is called mm-hmm. Isaac and the Egg, which is by Bobby Palmer, and it's narrated by Johnny Flynn. And this is a really, it's a really weird book. <laughs> it's a book where you're not entirely sure whether the action that's happening to the main character is all in Isaac's head, or if it's actually physically happening in the real world. And it's Ooh, about a, okay. it's about a, a bloke that discovers an egg in the middle of the woods. And it's a sentient egg that talks to him. And you're not entirely sure whether this egg's like an alien creature, mm-hmm. uh, an extra dimensional being uh, that Isaac's discovered, or whether it's a figment of his imagination. It's funny. It's heartbreaking. Um, yeah, it's a really fantastic book that I'd recommend everyone uh, buy it as a hard copy or as an audio book. They're both, I, c- I can imagine they're both going to be uh, fantastic. The audiobook certainly is superb. Awesome. That's, that does sound really interesting and really fun and the sort of, yeah, fun playing around with what you're going to believe and think that, yeah, I've really enjoyed in a lot of other books. So I'm going to have to check that one yeah. out as well. And Johnny Flynn, when he does the voice of the egg, is <laughs> um, it's really funny because the egg kind of like burbles somewhere between a minion and okay. um, and uh, and some some sort of you know kind of like computer game character. So that's kind of like quite a, a funny yeah. thing that kind of alleviates some of the tension that's going on in the book as well. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Oh yeah, that makes sense. And I feel like I can't remember exactly what, but I feel like there was another episode where one of us was saying about 
how do you even voice a some kind of inanimate yeah, object yeah, 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 and i think yeah, a yeah. similar kind of thing there with yeah when you when you're given that book as a job and you're like hmm how am i going to voice an egg <laughs> yeah. so yeah awesome yeah. um what have you been listening to poppy so similarly i've sort of i don't know been in a, in a bit of a uh and not quite devouring as many audiobooks as i'd maybe like to but possibly sort of because we had such a rush yeah. on all of the uh, all yeah. of the ones at the end of the last season so gave myself a little bit of a break to do other stuff um but the main things i've been listening to to be fair have come off the back of that so i've been listening to more of the uh lord of the rings ones um continuing that series and going back to the start of the wizards of once uh so that was cool still going on with those a little bit I've also been listening to more stuff like through work. Um, so as in like at work, I do hear bits of quite a lot of audiobooks, but don't necessarily listen to a lot of them like all the way through. So like I don't listen to a lot of the book itself, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's one project that I'm incredibly excited about, but I won't say anything. I think you can find out that we're doing it on the internet, but I, I don't think it's been like announced. So I won't oh, say okay. what it is, but we will definitely be bringing it up. Uh, so that was very exciting to listen to that. And then one that's called The Rat Catcher by Kim Kelly, and it's narrated by Alan DeValley. And it is incredible this one just really grabbed me i um listened to some audio that came in from the first day of recording and i was just like i can't wait for the rest of this audio to come in it's so good like it's a really fun lovely book you've got a rat called old scratch um which was just automatically um, appealed to me um i was slightly disappointed because i was hoping it might be a sort of ratatouille sort of situation yeah. um and it's not quite that but it is still yeah, brilliant in what it does do and sort of nice in that it is grounded in that more like realistic world but with a fantastical element there's like a satirical bit embedded in it that personified a lot of animals uh that is just absolutely incredible and then yeah it is one that i really do think you should listen to because that narration is just spectacular. That is what, yeah, brought the main character O'Reilly to life and maybe fall in love with him. Just absolutely, yeah, compelling and wonderful. Amazing writing, amazing story, but fantastic performance. And yeah, I think people in my life are sick of me going on about this book. Okay. But it is super, super good. So yeah, so that's been one that I've sort of been listening to, yeah, from a work point. And then, yeah, home, it's sort of been... Uh, the ones that I was introduced to last season, the Lord of the Rings, the Wizards of Wants, um, stuff like that, and the book we're going to go on and talk about as well. Okay, cool. Um, that sounds really exciting. So um, the book that we are going to be discussing today is Einstein the Penguin from Iona Rangeley, and it's narrated by Miriam Margulies. Do you want to read out the uh, blurb? Sure. So, when the Stuarts spend a sunny, frosty December day at London Zoo... They're enchanted by one small penguin. At the delight of young Imogen and Arthur, Mrs. Stewart insists the penguin must come and stay with them whenever it likes. But no one Stewart expects the penguin to turn up at their door that evening, rucksack labelled Einstein on his back. The family's new feathered friend helps Arthur to come out of his shell and makes massive demands on Imogen's amateur sleuthing. But together they must find out why Einstein came to them, and they must keep away from the mysterious white coat man. And Einstein can't stay forever. Can he? 
I'll read out the author, but I, I struggled to uh, find one, but this is from a, her agent's website. Iona has just finished studying English at Oxford. She hasn't really done anything with her life yet, but has lots of plans. Uh, she wanted to be a writer since her debut novel, Sam and the Pig, which she wrote when she was five. The children's author thing was brought on by a regression in the face of university exams. On a school trip in year eight, she made a five pound bet that she'd be a published author in her early 20s. And unfortunately, she can't afford to lose that kind of money at the moment. Einstein the Penguin is her first novel. The one thing I just want to say off the back of that bio, uh, so I turned 40 in uh, last, yeah, last month and these authors are just getting younger and younger. <laughs> I, just looked, I looked at her kind of like awful, but I said, you're, you're, you're a child um so yeah, <laughs> well done to um Iona for getting published this um I think we both probably like this quite a lot um but we'll kind of like discuss that um during the episode today's episode is brought to you by Alexandra Park BJJ Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a full contact martial art and combat sport that was developed in Brazil in the 20th century with roots in judo and Japanese Jiu-Jitsu has been developed and refined into a unique grappling art with the aim to allow a smaller and weaker individual to beat a bigger and stronger opponent with the application of proper technique. Based in Muswell Hill, North London, Alexandra Park BJJ's classes are designed so that you can develop your fitness levels, balance, coordination and flexibility in a no-pressure environment and to provide the opportunity to start a new sport at a reasonable price. At Alexandra Park BJJ, we aim to be inclusive so that everyone can benefit from this incredible art, not just the athletic or ultra competitive. To book your free class, head over to alexandraparkbjj.co.uk or email inquiries at alexandraparkbjj.co.uk. So do you want to start off with um, what your uh, initial thoughts were, Poppy? Yeah, sure. So I guess sort of because it connects to that, the fact that a debut novel of a yeah very young person has got the narration talent of Miriam Margulies is quite impressive um, yes. and clearly shows that a lot of people in its creation loved it and championed it because, yeah, you're not going to have such a celebrity casting if you don't think the book is, you know, worth it. And, you know, equally, you're not going to have Miriam agreeing to do it if she doesn't like it either. So I think obviously you do have to be wary of uh, things like that, you know, just because there's a big name on it doesn't mean it's good. But you can take some sort of um, endorsement from it. And yeah, I do think it's quite impressive that such a voice has been put behind um, this book that, yeah, in, in theory has come from sort of nowhere. But yeah, I did really enjoy it. My first thought is very definitely much that it um, has quite a Paddington concept oh, to yeah, it. Oh yeah, very much so, very much so. Yeah, 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 I think pulling on that, you know, tradition, I guess. Um, I think it's sort of nice that that's the kind of story that is now getting its own you know, imitations kind of thing. And I'm not meaning that in a criticism way at all, but we know we all know that's how stories work of kind of, you know, the past ones get rewritten and, and pulled on. It's it's wonderful that, yeah, Paddington, which is obviously such a big thing in its own right, is getting that itself. But yeah, there's very definitely that same kind of thing of there's a, um, well, I mean, in some ways, you know, there's, there's a quaint British family uh, that come across an animal that really isn't where it should be and it ends up becoming part of the family 
um, kind of thing. And there's nods to it with things like Marmalade and stuff like that that show you this is very definitely an intentional connection between the two. And I'm a big Paddington fan. My mum especially is a big Paddington fan. So that was a really nice element of it for me that those two are so connected but then there's some other stuff in there so it mentions there about the kind of amateur sleuthing so there's a sort of detective plot in there that yeah draws on that tradition as well and stuff like that i thought it was a really fun book so yeah what's your thoughts so um whenever i'm reading sorry listening to children's books it always takes me a little while to switch off my cynical adult brain <laughs> a little yeah. bit because it's like, oh, that's that never, that never happened, grumbling and stuff. But <laughs> um, it, I think it's to the book's credit that that happened kind of like quite quickly that I got quite yeah. involved in the story kind of within like uh, a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Paddington thing didn't really occur to me uh, immediately. So I think that's, I mean, that's obviously mm. um, a, an obvious connection there. That m- maybe it's because everyone makes connections to different stories but like the, the, yeah. the connection to the story that it made for me was with the wrong trousers and i was just wondering in my head I, they've bought this penguin arm they don't really know much about it is it like a ne'er-do-well penguin or, <laughs> is, it, or, or is it kind of like uh, a more friendly uh, sort of penguin so we won't spoil the story too much about whether or not it's um a force of good <laughs> or, 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 or evil or not um, but yeah, it was, uh, that's kind of like what was um, happening in my head. And really, the, it's the, the, the characters that really grabbed me, especially the young uh, boy, I think I felt like mm-hmm. his like relationship with the other children at school kind of really mm. grabbed me. It's a weird kind of sometimes you listen to audiobooks and they've got connections with each other that you don't think they would have. And Bob Mortimer kind of in his autobiography talks a little bit about how he struggled to make friends in school and kind of got a similar sort of thing in in this book as well. Yeah, so those are the things that kind of immediately struck me about the books, kind of like that connection that I had with the the boy character and then kind of like wondering also about what the um, what the intentions of this penguin were going to be yeah. <laughs> as well. So, yeah. No, that's fair. And I definitely think, yeah, Arthur's a really likable character and yeah it's a story that even though yes comes up in a lot of kids books I still think always deserves more that thing of you know how difficult it is to make friends and stuff like that and definitely more that thing of make friends than fit in you know it it is that finding your people making school a place that you are happy to go to um, and stuff like that that yeah it was really good I think one comment that I want to make about it that's in some ways a slight criticism is that Another thing that's difficult about children's books, though I don't have so much the difficulty of turning off the (laughs) the cynicalness, I'm normally more happy to uh, accept all in kids' books, but that for kids' audio, it's really difficult to voice children. (laughs) Yes. Um, And yeah, to get narrators that do the right children's voice and some absolutely nail it and some really don't. And... I certainly wouldn't put this in the really don't camp at all, but I did find kind of both the children's voices, but mostly Imogen's, partly because I think in my head, her voice was maybe slightly young for her age. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, slightly irritating. 
Um, and that in some ways coloured my, you know, my thoughts of the characters and stuff like that because the voices were slightly irritating. But while I'm saying this is a slight criticism, it's because I do really appreciate how difficult that is, you know, to get a, a good kid's voice. And I think that's just something that often when you listen to kids' books in audio, you just kind of have to accept that you might not like the way they've done the kids' voice, you know, because people will definitely have differing opinions over, yeah, what they think the kids' voices are. So I certainly am not uh, hating on it for it, but it it was kind of, I guess, the only criticism really that I had for it. So I thought I'd mention it, um, of that I did find those voices slightly annoying. But yeah, I think the characters themselves are actually really great. I liked how the sibling relationship, while there's some kind of, you know, oh, I'll tell mum this kind of thing of, uh, you know, rivalry or whatever. They also, you can tell they're really close and they um, have fun working together, you know, slash playing games together and things like that. But obviously in this case, it's much more serious. Yeah, much more serious, of course. Yeah, and, and, you know, the love for each other, even if there's a bit of annoying each other as well, that I thought was really nice um, and genuine and stuff in there, which was good. Yeah, I think that's that that word genuine, I think, Mm. is a really powerful descriptor for this book because i think you feel like there's that genuine connections between like the mum and the dad and yeah um both arthur and imogen and of course einstein as well nothing feels mm. like forced at yeah, all. yeah um it doesn't feel i really like liked... just, yeah go ahead no i was just gonna say i really liked with the parents relationship how th- there was maybe some kind of acknowledgement of you know that added level that you often get with kids content of the being adults involved and, and you know maybe children will pick up on this as well um but there was a lot of kind of description of their you know parenting and their dynamics and their relationship or whatever that potentially resonates more with with older people the kind of the stuff of well who's going to be the bad guy who's going to be the sensible one yeah. <laughs> who's going to be the fun one and this idea that that a sort of a um telepathic communication of okay i guess i'm being the bad guy here and you you're gonna be the good guy sort of uh thing that was quite interesting and yeah amusing from it and again yeah potentially that sort of genuine idea of yeah you know parenting is yeah i imagine (laughs) and get the impression quite difficult (laughs) yeah um so uh you talked briefly about um miriam's performance Mm. i thought her performance was excellent overall i would agree with your comments about the children's voices i do think you know i agree with you it can be quite tricky i think especially with arthur and his friends whose name i have forgotten they sounded a little bit similar to me right then um uh, imogen's voice i think you hit the nail on the head sounded slightly younger than i felt Mm. the 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 character was he sounded a little bit more babyish but um that's Mm. you know it's a tricky thing yeah. Uh, to do but yeah like Miriam she brings like a weight of expectation in terms of like her <laughs> personality as well yeah, so I, was, yeah. I was constantly waiting for the moment for like Miriam to maybe like swear yeah because <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like she there's kind of like this um this naughtiness this mischievous uh yeah. that she kind of like brings with the book and you know, obviously, like her, I had to describe her her voice in terms of not not necessarily warmth, but it's a really engaging, mm, uh, it's a really yeah, engaging yeah. voice <laughs> as well. So I, did, you know, I found that um, quite powerful. And quite often um, with audiobooks, I think 
nailing not talking down to people I think is yeah. really important and I think she does that absolutely perfectly in terms of like if you were listening to this as a child you don't think are you being condescended to mm. at all and I think um overall I think she does a really good job in terms of nailing the funny bits uh the witty sides and especially you know, going back to the you know, the sections with Arthur where he's kind of like really like nervous about oh you know will this boy that I've made friends with will he still want to be friends with me yeah. at the end of the story and stuff like that that kind of like really kind of touched home um mm-hmm. with me so yes I think she does uh, a really good job there yeah, I agree with you. I think she does a really good job and is a very engaging narrator and has brought that to this book. And I think you sort of said about that's like playfulness and things like that. And I think that's really important when you get in people who are narrating kids books is that they actually like them and respect them. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, you can have an absolutely amazing entertainer, but if they're one of those people that are like, oh, children's books, um, you know, that's not proper books and it's, it's beneath me kind of stuff, they're not going to bring it to the performance, you know, and it's going to be a bit rubbish. Um, but, yeah, you can tell that, no, she's clearly um, finding the fun in the story and enjoying it and yeah bringing a ray game with it I think it was a really good narration yeah aside from that slight criticism maybe about the voices for the kids characters um, I think it was really really good and, and a voice that suit the story as well I think yes uh, I think that's one of the things that's quite difficult to pin down and obviously you could have lots of different voices that would suit it but yeah I certainly felt that hers did so that was really good and yeah made it made it fun to listen to I think for sure and the going back to the story, one of the things that I quite liked about the story was there was a range of different things. So you kind of got bits of like high adventure, bits of you know, you know the sections of Imogen doing her detective work, trying to figure out what um, Einstein's story was. There was plenty of slapstick with um, Einstein, <laughs> um, kind of like making a mess, mess of things. And there's like chase sequences, and then. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of like there's a bit of adventure, there's a bit of comedy, there's a bit of yeah. um, emotional content. So it's kind of it's a really nice blend of stuff for a, a kid to kind of like get stuck into. Yeah, yeah. And I really like kind of, I feel like it pulls on from that, is the fact that, so Einstein doesn't speak to anyone, um, but obviously does communicate in other ways, some of them uh, entertaining and potentially painful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I seem to remember a, ma- a maths moment um with some pecking involved but um yeah so that's where obviously a lot of um some of the mystery is that yeah what is he trying to tell us what is a story where's he come from kind of thing um and then some of the mystery of actually you know okay there's a mystery here we better solve it together with einstein uh and stuff like that that was really cool and yeah i think it was really exciting that you've then got something here where you don't have any you obviously don't have any moving visuals, you don't have any illustrations, and you don't have a voice. And yet, yeah. I have such a strong, you know, impression of the character of Einstein. You know, it has really come across because of how his character was written into the story um, with his actions and things that he's done and stuff like that. But yeah, I think is really, really good. I think that's a, a really good comment that you've made there because yeah I, I had exactly the same thing I had a, you know I had an absolutely well realized um idea of who Einstein was as a character and kind of what his motivations yeah. were and yeah stuff like that so, and mm-hmm. that's kind of quite a tricky thing to do just in in audio I think um 
it would it be interesting to compare this to the the actual illustrated book yeah um, i hadn't actually well. thought before because i don't know i assume it's illustrated just for yes. the sort of like age range it's in but yeah i hadn't actually thought until like just now um but yeah i would assume so but i don't yeah. think you feel like you're losing Listen, anything yeah. for, for not having yeah 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 i mean obviously our last episode we were talking with you know um the amazing kelly from uh zigzag about those x books and that sort of idea of having both formats and being able to look at the illustrations as well which yeah i think is is really fabulous obviously but yeah it's certainly not the kind of thing where you think oh this really needed some illustrations i don't want anyone to take that from what i said no um because i genuinely until i thought of that point just as we were talking didn't even consider you know where's my illustrations or anything like that so yeah, yeah the audio definitely holds up on its own for sure yeah i don't think there's i i i, I quite liked it. i think you should go out and listen to it it's available i, I found it on borrow box so uh, yeah, go borrow it from BorrowBox or uh, buy a copy of it. I, I think I, when I was checking on Twitter, I think it won an, the audiobook version won an award recently. Um, when I was checking Ayana's uh, mm-hmm. bio, I think it won uh, a New York audiobook award. So, yeah, so it's awesome. definitely a, a book that's quite well regarded. When you've got like a heavy hitter like Miriam um, yeah. on board, it's, it's definitely going to put you in good stead and i think there's a sequel that's due to mm. be out soon as well so that's kind of a recommendation from me um mm-hmm. poppy yeah i'd recommend as well i think it didn't quite grab me quite as much as it's grabbed you but i certainly yeah would recommend it i would definitely not tell anyone not to listen to it um i think it is a really good one it's not one that i'll shout from the rooftops as much as you are but not for any not for any bad reason at all just um yeah it it was good i enjoyed it i think probably you know if i'd listened to it when i was younger i might have loved it even more but yeah i did definitely enjoy it it was a nice one i'm glad you suggested it uh, it was yeah. definitely fun to listen to. And yeah, I'm sure I'll listen to the next one because, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. So um, due to kind of like everything happening in the world, we're trying to listen to books that are kind of a little bit like lighter and uplifting <laughs> at the moment. So that's why I kind of I suggested Einstein the Penguin because it did seem, I don't say like fluffy in like a negative way, but it didn't seem like it was going to be ultra heavy or anything. Mm-hmm. So the next book that we are going to be doing is one I've already mentioned on the podcast. It's Bob Mortimer's Autobiography and Away. It's narrated by Bob. So yeah, I'm, I've already listened to it. So I'm looking forward to listening to it again and kind of getting Poppy's thoughts on it as well. So uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening to the episode. If you want to support the podcast, please leave a rating and review wherever you've found us if you can leave a tip in the tip jar that would be great uh you can find us on social media at audiobookish pod on twitter facebook and instagram and i think we're also on uh tiktok uh as Ooh. well I'm not, I'm not i've not done much with tiktok yet it's a new platform for me but i think that's where all the cool kids are um and you can also uh, uh set, please send us recommendations we're really in, interested yeah. in listening to what people are listening to at the moment and you can do that by sending an email to uh audiobookishpod at gmail.com uh any closing thoughts poppy uh, i don't think so thank you for coming back for season four and yeah keep listening uh keep engaging with us let us know what you're listening to and yeah see you next time okay thank you very much guys bye bye